Hello and welcome back to the Optimizing Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Marty Kendall. On this show, we take an engineering approach and speak to the experts about the insights into weight loss, fasting and nutrition, as well as real life people about their journey of nutritional optimization. Hello, Kelly and Dan Buckley. How are you going, guys? Hi. Hi, Marty. <laughs> Great to chat. Um, you guys have been especially Kelly has been so active and so enthusiastic in the masterclass that we just finished up and data-driven fasting and you're just sort of overwhelming and bubbling with enthusiasm and I really appreciate that. And, um, yeah, you were contacting me and say, oh, how can I help? Can I, can I be a moderator in every group you have? <laughs> and uh, and uh, just, just been chiming in, helping and sharing the journey. So it's, I thought it would be great to after your amazing success over the last few months, um, capture some of that effervescent enthusiasm that you have and, and just share your journey to inspire people. So, yeah. Um, so how did you, what, what, what's your background? How did you get to be so enthusiastic about this whole process and um, what's, what's your why for making a difference and making the effort to make a change? My big why is my diabetic dad. I talk about him a lot because I loved him so much. And he had so many complications. And I never wanted to be diabetic, but I felt like it was kind of unavoidable sometimes. Yep. So Very scary and ominous thought, isn't it? Yeah, like something's chasing you down, nipping at your heels, and you can't do anything about it. It just yeah. felt, felt like it was out there all the time. And then I started intermittent fasting in January of 2019. And I lost 30 pounds fairly quickly by April of 2019. I'd lost 30 pounds, but then I didn't lose any more weight. I had a lot of good things happen with my health. Like I didn't have fatty liver disease. I had psoriasis go away. I felt good. I looked good. I thought, well, maybe this is good enough. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. this is what I get. This is what I get. Yep. And then in December, I found the group that helped me with blood sugars. And I started data-driven fasting in December. And I was so shocked to see my blood sugar so high. I'm a nurse. I'm like, well, that's not you good. Know what that means. Yeah, I had no idea my waking blood sugars were so high or that so many of the foods that I ate almost every day were spiking, sometimes as high as 50 points. Wow. Yep. English muffins, white potatoes, sweet potatoes, rice. Virtually all the carbs were yep. really serious spikers for me. And I didn't know, and I probably would have kept doing that. I thought I was healthy. A grain bowl one time spiked me 70 points. I thought I was doing the best, healthiest thing for me, and Dan and I were doing great until I discovered we weren't. Yeah. I suppose your body didn't have enough capacity to absorb all that glucose because everything was backing up in your system. We've got, got a photo. Um, this is your life, and this yeah. transformation from there to there just from starting your intermittent fasting journey is massive so that that's the 30 pound loss between yeah starting that's the if 30 pound loss when i felt great and we both were were quite happy with ourselves i mean the two years that we've stayed below this you know at that weight were the best for us since we've been married otherwise we bounced around a lot up and down and up and down like 30 or 40 pounds at a time so yeah this for us, we thought we really hit the jackpot with intermittent fasting. I still think intermittent fasting is important. I just need to pay more attention to what I eat and when I eat. Yeah, you're, um, 
it's so it's sort of cute and lovely that you do everything together you eat together you, you share the same facebook account and you even like weight cycle together <laughs> we do everything together yeah. it's a, i feel responsible sometimes for dan because i want him to be in the best health and if i don't feel like being in the best health well, then i mess him up yeah Shoot. yeah yeah. That's the that. yeah i suppose the um yeah women really feel that responsibility and and uh so, so what's the story here, Dan? You've gone from that was when you started IF to November, was it here? And then you've got some uh, great photos of. Well, that top one was like two years ago before I started fasting. Uh, the sec the one below that, it was about a year ago. Now it's just starting the fasting thing. But I guess I've been on about two years. That was about a year into it. And I actually thought I was doing pretty good at that point. Yep. Uh, but I was kind of stalling out. So I went, I was talking to Graham Curry and I and started doing the OMAD, which I enjoyed. And I lost some more weight. But again, I started stalling out again. Mm -hmm. And then Kelly started the data driven. And I'm like, well, no, what's this? You know, <laughs> do you think Kelly's dreamt up? <laughs> it's like one more thing now. And <laughs> he was disconcerted. Yeah, it was, <laughs> really was. Because, I mean, the, uh, the OMAD was working for me, but yep. I was finding that by the end of the day, I would not eat until I got home from work and I would eat about 3.30, 4 o'clock. And I was just really like hangry, hungry, hungry or hangry or whatever it's called. Yeah. And it was, it, it was kind of hard. So when she started this, I'm like, what? You mean I get to eat twice a day? You know, it was like, <laughs> I was kind of terrified actually about it. And, um, so I started and at first it wasn't really anything. And I was really scared. I was going to start gaining weight because I was eating twice a day. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people come to data driven fasting going, oh, I was doing ADF or OMAD or yeah. extended fasting. Surely if I eat twice a day, I'm going to be gaining weight. What's up with that? So, yeah, um, yeah well, I mean, but this is from describe these two photos. Oh, uh, new favorite shirt. Yeah. that was, Well, I had a gold shirt. I bought it. So it was an Under Armour, and it was just really hugging me, so it was really tight. And the first one was I was actually I was doing OMAD then, and I was starting to lose. That was when I started about a year ago, would you say, when I took that photo? And then the other one it was just last week when I could actually wear as a regular shirt now. So yeah. in two weeks, he lost an inch off his waist. We he yeah. hasn't always checked his waist, but. I said, yep. well, let's check it, you know. And so I checked it. And then in two weeks, he lost an inch. Yeah. And now he wears a 34 pant. Yeah. Oh, wow. And he, he was up to like a size 43. Yeah. Very wow. heavy. But, but yeah, it was like all of a sudden. At first, when I started the date, I was like, okay, it was not, it, was, it wasn't really going at first. I was kind of holding. But yep. then all of a sudden, it just went poof. I just started drawing yeah. right down. Yeah, a lot of people find that they're going, I'm not losing weight and my trigger's not dropping. And then once they drop their glucose, um, mm -hmm. that starts to fall off. So it's like mm -hmm. that upstream high oxidative priority glucose needs to be burnt off first. Once you lower the glucose in your system, body says, well, let's go with burning fat. So yeah, yeah. Um, we've got um, Kelly's got some super cool photos. This is the great thing about StreamYard and doing lives. You can share that and um yeah so this is this, this is november to now is it yeah this is only the nutrient optimization class only wow. this is i lost three inches on my waist in six weeks 
<laughs> about 12 pounds, I think. But 3% of body fat, mostly it's my waist that gets me. I thought I would always have a 36-inch waist, and it was how I was built. Rectangle was me. Yep. But now I have a waist. I just thought it was how it was. Well, I'm delighted. The waist makes me the most happiest. More That's a massive change. You can see all the weight you're carrying around your belly there, and then it's gone here. Um, yeah. yeah. A lot of people comment on that. It's like, why, why does this work so well to – drop my waist it's like uh, maybe weight doesn't drop as much but it's the fat around the waist that seems to fall off mm -hmm. and and that's the sort of dangerous fat so i think mm -hmm. you um all smiles here which is really cool yep that's me uh, i never used to take selfies you know i couldn't <laughs> <laughs> stop well, I couldn't even find a picture of a before for intermittent fasting, but the one you see where, I don't know, there's a side-by-side, -side, and I took it three days before I started intermittent fasting in 2019 on accident when I had a new phone. That yeah, one. Man. The one on the right. I had a brand new accidental phone. Accidental before photo. Yeah. That's an accidental photo, I, and I'm glad I didn't delete it because normally I would have. Yeah. Because it's so, embarrassing. So you started out with um... – started and fasting i think i saw your name pop up in the leaderboard back from back in december you lost about eight percent of your body weight back in the first round is that, that correct um i think i was i don't know that i did lose that much in the first round because i was still having a hard time coming off of wheat until i gave up wheat which wasn't till yeah. march i didn't see a big improvement in my blood sugars I was still better and right. my trigger dropped, but I would still sometimes have wakings over 100 until I could see the big, long three months of data and plot wheat and see that if even if I had low-carb wheat that didn't spike me during the meal, the next day my blood sugars would be up. So when I stopped eating wheat, it really made a big difference for me. It must cause inflammation that I wasn't aware of. Yeah. And then, then you jumped into the masterclass this time around with a massive vengeance. So, um, yeah, yeah I was, like, who is this Kelly lady? She's, um, she's insane. Well, what, I don't, there was a, a moderator in the other group I was in, Gabriella. She's yep. in that group that if you had insulin resistance, the first thing you needed to do was decrease your body fat. I'm like, heard that. And I went after it with everything I had. <laughs> I figured that now that I knew what to do and how to do it, I was going to put my full effort into it. So yeah. Dane can tell you I was a little crazy and I'm a little bit like that anyway. <laughs> you're, you're a little bit OCD, but you've, you've gained the results. Um, so so what, what makes you so passionate? You said your dad had diabetes and um, yeah. Yeah, you want to avoid that. But why the, you know, lots of people have diabetes in their family. What, why the massive passion for this? I did not like seeing him suffer. I didn't like the medical advice he was given. He They told him to eat 160 grams of carbs a day. Mm. I didn't like that. I didn't like the fact that he had seizure at my house, that he died of a massive heart attack, mm. that he was had dementia way early. Um, my pleasant, delightful dad changed a lot when his blood sugars were all over the place. And I've been hypoglycemic since I was a teenager. Mm. So I could just feel it coming. And I don't want to be, I don't want to have dementia. I don't want to die with a heart attack. Um, it, I've been trying. I, I mean, I even knew about blood sugars back in 2010 
but I didn't yeah. know what to do with my results. I'm like, okay, I've got them now, but I didn't know the method of how to bring them down. That's what's so great about DDF. It helps <laughs> you slowly reduce your trigger and then you're waking yeah. down. It's like, it's like a miracle, really. Yeah. It's the, the why I couldn't figure out how I knew it shouldn't be that way. I didn't know how to fix it. You had the why, but you didn't know the how. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's so exciting. Yeah. And definitely with, um, I've got a similar motivation with my wife and seeing all the challenges she's been through and that the quality of life change when she's on the blood sugar roller coaster versus stable. It's just a massive change in quality and so many decades of quality mm -hmm. life that she could have got if she had have had this earlier and avoided the long term complications even more. So, um, this is your chart from the masterclass, which is quite incredible and spectacular. And like five people had charts like this with a hundred percent score. We designed this little um, nutrient density score to be very, very, very hard, hopefully impossible to crack, but a, a whole bunch of people this round did it. Tell us what that is and what that means to you and what you had to do to achieve that. When, when you said, if I got all my nutrients in, I wouldn't be hungry. I believed you. <laughs> so, because I'm kind of slow to trust, so that's a biggie. I'm like, okay, Marty says if I get all my nutrients in, I won't be hungry and I'll lose fat. Uh, so, by the second week, I think I had my nutrients dialed in pretty close. Wow. And then by third or fourth, I got them up to 100%. Yeah. But I was just determined to lose body fat. And if this was the way to do it, I was willing to do it. Mm. Yeah. So to explain, this is um, our nutrient optimal, uh, optimal intake score chart. So basically that black line is 100% of not just the recommended daily intake, it's our optimal targets, which align with greater satiety for all the 34 vitamins, minerals, essential fatty acids, which is omega-3 and amino acids, which is protein. So to get that, um, is really, really an impressive feat. You have to dial in every micronutrient using real food, no supplements, to um, get a excellent micronutrient profile across the board. So you've got a balanced diet, but it's a balanced diet and a micronutrient profile. And we don't really care what you eat to get that. But um, yeah, I've got some photos of your food, um, which are pretty cool. Um, it just looks like bright, healthy food. Your, uh, your yummy fish. Tell us about this. This looks like an amazing recipe. Why did you choose this? Well, I love salmon. And before we started this, Dan really didn't like salmon. Now he thinks smoked salmon is the best. <laughs> but this is some, some wild-caught Alaskan salmon that I baked with feta cheese and spinach on the top. Um, that was really good. And Dan also smoked salmon for me, which was really good. We smoked our own. Um we, I ate salmon every day. So, but that <laughs> it's hard to go wrong with salmon. It's not the cheapest thing, but um, yeah. just so nutrient dense with including omega-3 and uh, all the vitamins and minerals and protein. As long as yeah. I could get, as long as I could have variety, I was okay. Yeah. If you, and you, if I could eat a lot. You're all prepped for the challenge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. We bought, we bought six red peppers a week and I, and Dan always helps me chop them. And they go in the fridge and, and we have greens, of course, and eggs. So they're just, there's just things we buy now that we're still buying. That's the other thing. The six weeks of the class helped me hardwire in some of the, some of the behaviors. We're yeah. still 
we are still nutrient optimizers over here. Yeah, and that's exactly what we want to do. We don't want you to keep on chasing 100% all the time, but if you can move a little bit up the scale, then when you're back away from the six-week challenge, you can't unlearn that, you can't forget it, you can't imp forget how good you felt and the habits you built that can continue on after that. So um, tell us about planning. How did you plan? I think you've got a photo of your diary here of... Um, all the reflection you did and the process you went through and everybody says, how long does, you know, I don't have much time. How long does this stuff take? Um, obviously you put a little bit more into it, the process, but you got the results. Um, what's your process for planning and reflecting and self-learning? That's a really important part of what we do. It's not like here's a diet plan, do it for six weeks and then you hate it because you ate someone else's recipes and food and at the end you fell off the wagon and went back to the foods you really love. We try to help you to dial in what you currently do to make it better. So tell us about your process for that. So when I first got done with my food testing, which I did that back in December, that's where I figured out everything that spiked my blood sugar. And so yep. I moved, moved that to part of this list. And then I had to figure out what I could eat that didn't spike my blood sugar. So that's on the other side. <laughs> and when I planned out my meals, you know how you have us pick our 30 top foods? Yep. I always pick things that I like. Like I love red peppers. So we yep. ate a lot of red peppers. Um, one thing that I didn't have before is I wasn't drinking coffee because it seemed like it hurt my stomach. But I drink okay. coffee every day with no stomach pain. I'm about delighted as anything to have coffee every day. That's great. We ate, we ate a lot of fish. We still do. I mm. mean, we're going to have um, Chilean sea bass for dinner. <laughs> and I'm going to make a lemon caper sauce. So in asparagus. So I I don't know. We're just going to keep on this nutrition. And Dan wants to lose more weight. And so do yeah. I. And, and how do you feel? How is the, you know, brain fog vibrance zest for life how do you feel now versus two months ago two years ago yeah i i have a i don't have the ever have the afternoon slumps like i used to have back in the day i used to think i was hungry and my blood sugar was 100 <laughs> and that's not hungry but you know but i would get slumpy and actually i hadn't i probably dropped from being 140 or something and <laughs> didn't even know it and it feels like hunger well, now when I'm hungry, my blood sugar is 84. Yeah. So, so I'm running on a lot less insulin stored around my organs. I just feel better, yeah. brighter, happier. And, and that's really important. That, that's like the first component, but not the final component of what we do. It's like we want you to have a healthy, normal blood sugars. And I get quite, I've, you know, over being part of the keto movement for the last five years, being quite triggered by everybody's switching carbs for just more fat and unlimited fat and eat as much fat as you want. And, and that doesn't necessarily lead to improved nutrient density, satiety, metabolic health, because, you know, you still need insulin to store that fat and, and stop your body releasing fat from your body while you use up that fat that's coming in. But um, getting healthy blood sugars is a really important component. So that's what we do. We, we say, Let's look for foods that raise your blood sugars more than 30 points after you eat and maybe they're not working for you. Once you sort of stabilize them to healthy levels, you get healthy satiety and and you're not plummeting. I know when Moni you know, has to inject a lot of insulin and her blood sugar starts to plummet, you feel very crappy. Mm -hmm. 
And when your blood sugars are low, you just want to eat anything and everything. So once you just got a normal, stable, I'm full, I'm hungry, I'm full, I'm hungry signals, everything sort of falls into place. So yeah, yeah. it's a really important first component, but then that waiting for your blood sugars is sort of the next components. Yeah, yeah. I'm off that roller coaster of up and down and up and down and up and down. Now, I know it shouldn't be in too tight of a range. I know that's not necessarily good for me because I want to be flexible metabolically. Yep. But but I still, because I still eat carbs. Um, I hope Frank listens, but I eat oat bran every day. <laughs> <laughs> I hope yeah. he tunes in to know that I eat oat bran every day. <laughs> <laughs> Frank's, Frank's great. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, as as long as you're separating your carbs and your fat and not combining them in the same meal, you you tend to a you don't fill up both your glucose and fat stores at the same time, and right. you're not sort of overfilling all your fuel tanks at the same time. So your, your body's just focused on burning off carbs, and later it's focused on off burning on fat, but it's not drowning it and flooding the system with both at the same time. Right. Yeah, I do. Go so you go on. I was just going to say I don't add fat anymore. The yeah. food I eat has enough fat in it, so instead of adding fat, I just use what's already there. Yeah, yeah, and that's a really great approach. Once you, um, while you're losing weight, and if 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 people want to keep on losing weight, sometimes we say let's look at the protein percentage, which is a matter of dialing back the fat and the carbs. But um, yeah, just the food, the fat in the food is enough without adding more to get to get elevated ketones. So, how did you find data driven fasting different to other to, to IF and that previous way you were eating? You I, I like I like leaving the window idea behind. Um, for me, I always have liked two meals a day, and so that was a major relief mm. when I couldn't lose more than thirty pounds. I tried all different kinds of fasting schedules. I tried a little bit of ADF and I do mean a little because that was hard for me. Yeah. I did some 500 calorie down days, like a, an alternate day modified fasting. Um, that didn't work too well for me because then sometimes on the unrestricted up days, it was like food fest, even though I was still eating what I thought was healthy. I think my blood sugars were just having a trip all the time and I didn't know because I, I wasn't watching my carbs necessarily. Yeah. Oh. yeah, a lot of people say that, like, oh, I have one meal a day, but that one meal is like a four-course feast because if I just compress my window, I can eat whatever I want. It's like, no, no, it doesn't quite work that way. But if you just give your body a punctuated, okay, I need to feed, I'm not going to eat so much, my blood sugar goes really high, and then, then later I can eat again and when your body needs fuel. So it seems just timing giving your body what it needs when it needs just increases satiety and your body says, yeah, cool. I'm, I'm good with this process. I don't need that fat because we no longer have an emergency that we need to prepare for. There's no famine. This food is coming when I need it and giving me good food and giving the little lizard brain exactly what it needs when it needs it. So that's sort of, you can precisely time it with the data and fasting. So have you worked into a, a routine that works for you like a regular yeah, I usually, it's not just random based on your blood sugars. Yeah, well, I have one one meal by trigger, which is usually around ten or eleven, and I pack, try to pack the majority of my nutrients into that meal so that I know I've got them all. And I mm. prefer to eat earlier. I always have. So nighttime is protein and a vegetable, and that's our our standard meal or our main meal. And I don't usually check my blood sugar for that. I took your advice, and so I always make sure I'm at trigger first meal. 
and by second meal i'm always hungry again because it's a really nutrient dense meal mm, mm. i've never been a big volume eater that's yeah. not been for me but i've been a big carb eater yeah, and didn't, right. didn't realize yeah, it's really cool how this, how we see so many people go go uh, prioritize protein, and my blood sugar fell after mm-hmm. I ate my first meal at eleven o'clock. So it's like they can then eat that next meal because I gave the body protein but not fuel, mm-hmm. and they're ready to go again later on in the day. Um, so how did you do both the dieted and fasting and the masterclass at the same time? Most people just find their brain completely explodes trying to combine the two systems and bring it all together. You are. Uh, you obviously invested some time and mental space into it. Well, the the master class, I gave it like everything I had. It was like a job. I said, <laughs> I treated it like it was my job. And and I spent a lot of time on it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I spent a lot of time figuring out how to get 100%. <laughs> I wanted to. And then the yep. DDF part, I, I, was, I was already checking my blood sugar every morning. And so I just needed to really check one blood sugar before I ate. So slowly, especially this last DDF, my blood sugars are a lot lower than they were with my first DDF because of the no wheat. So now my trigger is like 84, which that's good. Mm. And I'm not seeing, I don't know, I don't even think I ever go above 100 anymore for anything, post or anything. You're definitely not diabetic like your dad now, are you? No, that makes me so happy. (laughs) That's my favorite I can feel that. It's beautiful. I, love I can it. almost cry. Yeah, I um, thought I had to be diabetic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love that. I, I, I just love hearing all these stories. It's very indulgent to get online with people who have done it. And um, Yeah, but my, most people start, they, they, they tend to find that the data driven fasting helps them to dial in when to eat to make progress. And they make really, really good progress with data-driven fasting, but then once you dialed in when to eat, what to eat really starts to matter. So that's where the masterclass helps bring that in. And it's more than just, you know, a high percentage of protein. It's dialing your micronutrients, which is sort of the the ultimate hack, which you've taken to the the ultimate level. So, um, yeah, but mo- most a lot of people get a lot of benefit by just learning to prioritise protein and reflecting on the current diet. But taking it to the full micronutrient spectrum just unleashes all the stops and uh, you've, you've made great progress. So what advice would you give to someone wanting to, you know, what advice would you give just to yourself maybe six months ago of, of how to start this journey and, and win at it like you have? Well, I, if, if you can relax and enjoy yourself, I would recommend that. So maybe a little less like me. <laughs> I mean, because the relationships are really important and you meet great people along the way. So spending time to get to know people and, and I freely shared my recipes, my ideas, any thoughts that I had, but get to know people because these are the people I'm going to be hanging with for other master classes here on out. Yeah. You know, it's developed a really beautiful, collected an amazing group of people mm-hmm. and a community. And that's what we want to, it, it's about, you know, the technology and the systems and the words are only a little part of it. It's the people that really bring it bring it alive. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that, and then I'd say I was afraid. I don't, well, you can if you look at my some of my earlier posts. I was really afraid to do this. I was afraid that I wouldn't find any food that I liked, so then I wouldn't think it was fun. I was also very afraid to fail. Yep. So the, I had to get over those two hurdles 
and then like I threw myself at it like like a like a train or whatever, however it is that I do things. We call it, we call that I'm on a mission here. Yeah. <laughs> you, you you obviously win whatever you're doing. So what do you think it is that what's the mindset that is the winning mindset with data driven fasting and the masterclass? There's obviously a bit of relax and trust the process, but um, you know, is it curiosity? Is it determination? Is oh, it I flexibility? Oh no, it's the puzzle. I wanted, to, <laughs> I wanted to crack the code. I'm like, okay, okay, Kelly, you've you've got a master's degree. You can crack this code. Not, uh, not to be cocky, but I'm like, you can do it. And so when yeah. I couldn't do it, I would be so frustrated. And then the next day I'd try again. And the next day I'd try again. Maybe if I add this, put yeah. it in, it's worse, take it out. <laughs> Maybe if I add this, put it in, take it out. That didn't work. So it was a lot of balancing. And I used your um, your app all the time, looking up nutrients and what was the most dense per that nutrient. And what other weird thing could I try? No boiling heads like CD. No, no. We've got the leaderboard here with um, CD at the top. Mm-hmm. And then we've got Karen at number three. And um, CD was uh, doing her own head cheese with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, head cheese is actually not dairy. It's a head made into amazing organ meats and um, does rank in terms of nutrient density, but she actually made it at home, which is incredibly brave. Meanwhile, we've got Karen, who also got 100%, um, who's on a vegetarian diet. I just love that the process, the system can help people dial in their nutrient density, no matter their preferred approach of eating, whether they're, you know, plant-based vegan or carnivore or somewhere in the middle or have wheat allergies like yourself and mm-hmm. we just want everybody needs nutrients regardless of your dietary preferences or religion or belief system you've just got to get those nutrients so i love that you find your own way of eating in your own context that you love and you're going to keep doing it that's exactly what we wanted to do yeah i admire both those women boy I don't know. They're amazing. Um, it, it, it takes a lot of effort, so I admire what they did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, it's, it's sort of cool. I love that we create a competition and people compete for maximum nutrient density, but sometimes people get a bit like, oh, I'm at the top of the leaderboard. But it's like, no, no, no. If, if you start, most people are sitting at a score of maybe 30 or 40. And if you go from 40 to 50 in six weeks, you've improved your diet and that's great. And then you can keep on improving. Or if you're making progress with that level of nutrient density, then keep on doing it. You don't need to change. Just, you know, if you, if you stall out and need to dial things up a little bit more, you know what to do to keep stepping it up and moving along, uh, along the progress, um, to, to your goals so yeah we've um I, I just this has been five years in the making and i just love seeing it come alive with people like you um who love doing it as much as we love creating it so yeah yeah, i've really enjoyed it my goal now is to stay at 90 percent nutrient density so wow. I, i'm still putting my food in chronometer but that's my kind of my maintenance goal because i don't want to gain what i've lost so, and then I took, um, Frank had this excellent advice. If you gain a pound, it's time to take action. Don't yep. pretend like it's not happening. So I weigh myself every day. I don't really want to, but I figure Frank knows. 
I weigh myself. If I'm up more than a pound, I take action. Whatever that is, you know. But I have it. I feel good. Yeah, I'm staying the same. Your attitude is the coolest thing, hey. It's uh, you're. I'm glad we had this chat to to capture Kelly on video beyond just the community. Um, yeah. And at the end of data driven fasting, when people go to maintenance, that's what we do. We say, you know, don't need to track as much. Don't need to test your blood sugar necessarily between every meal, but let's weigh yourself. And if you find yourself going up by more than two percent, it's time to take action again. You just get on the process and dial things back in, and you don't want to. We don't want people to wait cycle because they got really, really, really low and then really, really hungry and, and spike back up again and you feel like a failure at that point. But you can just mm-hmm. maintain it because you learn sustainable habits and it's not a matter of I fasted for seven days and I lost two kilos, but I gained three as soon as I got near the fridge again. <laughs> yeah, I've done that before. I don't want to do the up and down roller coaster. I want to keep yeah. You know, lose. The, I want to lose body fat. Like I, I want to do the next master class so I can get to a lower body fat percentage. Yeah. I want my waist to be smaller. Why not? <laughs> why not? If you've got, if you found the, you've yeah. got the why and the how now. So why not give it a crack? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, this has been so much fun. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Words of wisdom, more Kelly sound bites of uh, vibrant, beautiful happiness. I would say, if you're scared, just do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> give it a crack yeah a lot, a lot of people get fearful of oh don't i don't want to prick my finger and test my blood sugars and it's all scary and then we have to dial them back and say like, you, you just need the minimum effective dose of testing and it needs to be testing all the time mm-hmm. so yeah it's funny how people get really like this is fun i've gamified my my weight loss journey i'm losing weight and waste and making that progress so um yeah, um, had a lot of viewers, a lot of people chime in and saying way to go, Kelly, and how how much they've loved this. So thank you so much. Um, we, you're a moderator in the masterclass and the data driven fasting. So yeah, next- that's what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> you sort of muscled your way in and said, "Hey, Marty, you need to be a moderator." I go, okay. well, I don't want to You're off the leaderboard. You must know what you're doing. I found when I, I found what works. I don't want to leave because I need the group. I need I need to give support and I need to get support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we want to build a community that just can continue to nurture people and grow them. And we sort of, you know, if if you come, if if you come top three in any of the categories of weight loss, or blood sugar improvement, or fat loss, or nutrient density we give you the prize of unlimited to come back again and again, because we want you to share that journey um, selfishly because that's so helpful to grow the community, but it's good for you too, to, to really learn something you need to teach it. So mm-hmm. that, that's sort of my journey as well. And I'm, I'm sharing and teaching and I learn so much more as you teach other people. So it's been so much fun. Cool. Anything else you wanted to add before we sign off? This has been a riot. So thank, thank you. So thank much. you, Marty. You're changing yeah. the world one blood sugar at a time. <laughs> Giving up my best crack in my spare time. So thanks so much, Kelly. I'll talk to you later. See you online. Thank you. Uh, bye. bye, everybody. Yeah.